Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Wench Bench, where friends sit and talk about fabulous fictional females and how their stories have influenced us throughout our lives. My name is Fonda. And my name is Allison. Today, Allison is going to be talking about a few women from the Squid Game Netflix TV series. The numbers on their jackets? They're wearing jackets. They're jumpsuits. They're jumpsuits. They're like stylish jumpsuits. Yeah. Uh, 67. Yes. 240. Mm-hmm. And 212. Yes. That is correct. We're going to be talking about those three ladies. Now, Allison, I know, I mean, like, I know of Squid Game because it got very much so chatted about, spoiled, but I have not watched it. Yes. So this will be fun. I know very vague things. I know how it ends because that got really spoiled. Yeah. Um, But I don't know a lot of like the middle things outside of like the overarching plot. Yeah. So I'm going to get into like heavy spoilers on these like girls storylines. It's been out for so I'm sorry. It's been out for long enough that you should have been able to watch the very like the few. It's pretty short. It's also everyone talked about it for so long. But like I'm not gonna get into the the rest of the plot that like that doesn't necessarily like not include the women, but okay. it just if you have somehow managed to avoid all the rest of those spoilers, I am gonna tell you some people who die. Because once I tell you a little bit more about what Squid Game is, you're gonna understand that that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> so this is not an these are not female characters with a particularly happy ending, but they are super cool, and I really loved watching them. Um, and I think that they all, being so different, added interesting depth to the story and made it very interesting. So, a little bit about Squid Game. Okay. It was released on Netflix in 2021, peak of pandemic time, where people were all watching Tiger King and having these weird sort of, like, social moments where everybody watched this like binge watched the same tv show so it was this really kind of weird time (laughs) did it come out in the fall i feel like a lot of people were trying to wear squid game stuff for halloween oh yeah i probably i can't remember what month it came out of i did not look that up i feel like it was people they were like quarter three early quarter four yeah is where i'm thinking (laughs) Because yeah. I'm using when I taught students as a basis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone was playing rip-off squid games on computers when a lot of them should have been doing schoolwork. But, <laughs> you know, I can't actually force anyone to do anything. So No. <laughs> um. But in squid game... They can. (laughs) They super can. Uh, So it is a South Korean survival drama series created by Hwang Dong-hyuk. And I'm going to say this right now. I have done my very best in making sure that I have written down these pronunciations. If I do mispronounce something, I am very sorry, but that is what it is. So it became critically uh, it became a critically acclaimed show, winning multiple awards and surpassed Bridgerton for most watched show on Netflix in its first what? month. Wow! Yeah. Wow! And we know we know a lot of people love Bridgerton. Yes. Still have not seen it. Myself included. Still, ha- <laughs> I know there's two men that women love. <laughs> I think the the guy in the first season, oh and there's a second God. season now, isn't there? There is a second season. I think they also like the guy in this. I don't know. Yeah. I think. I don't know if they're the male male main. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they're the male leads in either season, but I just see these two guys continuously pop up on my Tumblr yeah. feed. I assume so, because like the male lead in the second season, everybody jokes because there's that thing where it's like this is a man written by. A woman. People joke that Tom Hiddleston is a man written by a woman because he just like does things that are so like, oh, they just like, he just gets how to be like attractive to females. <laughs> and the joke is that some of the best men to act that on screen are gay. And the main actor in the second season of Bridgerton, he is gay. And so everybody's oh! just like, oh, okay. And so it's a gay man playing a straight man. Um, 
and it's perfection. I love that. <laughs> There's one scene where he gets out of a lake in just like a white shirt and it's very wet and it's great. <laughs> watch Bridgerton. <laughs> also, watch Squid Game. Um, two very different shows. <laughs> totally like <laughs> the whole nine yards. Very, very, very different shows. So Squid Game is, it was actually like super impressive as well because it is in another language. It is like a show brought to us from a different country, um, from a completely different culture. And I found it interesting because it came like two years after Parasite actually won like Best Picture, which was also still have a huge thing. It's a really it's a really messed up movie. I'm really bad with like anything that can have any like horror element in it or like creepy suspense it's or like very psychological yeah so i think i'd do poorly in yeah it. it's very good parasite also very good also heard, would suggest heard wonderful things <laughs> truly have yeah uh so yeah like i think that it is impressive that it has done so well we watched the dubbed version for our life watching the dubbed version worked out best because i find subs are sometimes difficult to watch especially if i'm like we watched a lot during dinner Mm. and so if i'm trying to eat and then all of a sudden i look down at my plate and then they say something and i miss the subtitle (laughs) and i'm just like shit because after you listen to something in a different language and you're reading subtitles for long enough your brain like tricks you into thinking you can speak that language so then you look away and you're just like i have no fucking clue what they just said (laughs) for some reason i thought i now spoke korean i do not at all. So we my watched. Dog does. <laughs> my dog does. <laughs> I I think she does. She knows it. Yeah. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> I love my dog. The premise of the show is that 456 players who are all experiencing varying degrees of financial hardship for varying reasons, compete in deadly children's games for the chance to win 45.6 billion won, which is the equivalent to 38 million U.S. dollars. So, pretty big deal. It's a lot of money. <laughs> just, just a bit. Can only... Can only one person win Squid Game? For sure. Yeah, only one person wins. Does it, but but is that in the rules? Because I heard just through some people talking that's never alluded to that no one else can win the pot. Well, But just a bunch of people go at it in a it's me versus the rest of you. As far as the final game is concerned, there's only one winner. In like, because they play the Squid Game game oh. last, so in order to win the Squid Games, you have to win, and so therefore there has to be a loser. Mm. Um, I'm not going to really talk about the last game because none of these female characters made it, um, oh, which is unfortunate. Too bad. Uh, but it was tense, oh. and it's a very it's a again it's a very good show. I cannot continue. I was suggesting. Yeah, no. Uh, there's. I don't necessarily know if there's a rule, but it's unlikely that they would allow two people to win because of reasons. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I also will not. It's one of those read between the lines yeah. sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the worst games. <laughs> the ones where you die if you lose. <laughs> no, the ones where like like there's clear, clearly established rules that are like written or like verbally said. But then it's just like there's hidden rules that I'm not gonna say at all. Yeah. And so it's the read between the lines and it's like people that can are gonna do better. And yeah. I like kinda hate those games. Yeah. Because there's a difference between games where it's just like problem solving and you can figure out, oh, because the rule says this, I can do this and I can't do this. Yeah. So I'll try these other things. Versus like Whereas like Squid Game is very much like we have given you the rules. The only rules you have to follow are these rules we have given you. Everything else is fair game. So everything else depends on how manipulative, how clever you can be, what you can figure out, like how you backstab, how you socialize. It just sounds like college. This is just college. And you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) oh, if you wanna if you wanna do better in things, you gotta like 
<laughs> play dumb social games or like yeah it's you know, a lot it's a lot suck up to your prof to get good grades <laughs> i don't know it just sounds like yeah it, it just sounds like a dumb social game yes so With death <laughs> it's kind of like a social experiment like in the most <gasps> fucked up way possible okay okay <laughs> So each game that they go through, because they go through, I think it's, they go through like multiple games. Each game is designed to reduce the number of people who are participating in the next game. Is, I mean, after the introduction of everything, when they get started in the games, is each game an episode or? Yeah, kind of. They, a couple, I think one leaks over. But then they have to have space in there for like other, yeah, yeah, subterfuge plot that happens. Um, <laughs> character backstory episodes. Character backstory episodes. Side character episodes. Because <gasps> the there's lead like up. there's a whole story about a detective who kind of figures out what's going on oh. with these games. Oh, um, that like I'm not even gonna touch on. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> He's super cool. Everyone though. should just listen because we're just going to be talking about the women. So. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> As we find out quite early on in the show, these games are being watched and funded by the wealthy elite. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I. Oh, I hate that. That's a trope to me now. It's, At yeah. this point, it's just a trope. That's the very much are so, the villains. It's, it's very much it so placed in like a very understanding of like stupid real world stuff, which I very much so understand. Mm-hmm. But I just like part of me wishes that like I could just get a world where the that's not the case. <laughs> I just want a fictional no. world where it's like <laughs> that's not the case. It's not this world. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so these wealthy people are taking advantage of the desperate and the poor. Of course um, they do. Which, I mean, they do that anyways. They're just cranking this all up to 11. This is like one giant like metaphor for the way that wealthy people treat poor people, um, which is fascinating. <laughs> Uh, Parasite is also a very, like, like the same sort of themes of wealthy versus poor are also quite present in Parasite. So if you do enjoy, if you enjoyed either one of these, I think that you would also enjoy the other. Mm. Because the themes are, yeah, very similar. I do not know enough about the cultural nuances of, like, South Korean culture to comment a whole lot on the, like, on that side of things, because there were very clearly some moments in the show that are referential or have to do with something that specifically has to do with South Korean culture. So I'm not really going to focus too much on anything like that, because, yeah, like I just I am not the person to be asking about that. There's lots of really cool interviews and stuff, though, that you can find. Just look for it. I'm sure there's tons of people Mm -hmm. that will have talked about that show. Yes. Because it was, like you said, very popular. Um, but yeah, despite that, I believe that there are universal experiences and ideas within the show that allowed it to be so well received by a worldwide audience. Because it wasn't just U.S. and Canada that embraced it. It was like everywhere all across the world all like devoured this show and thought it was amazing because it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to warn you right now, this show wrecked me emotionally as a person Ooh! <laughs> some of the episodes left me like absolutely like weeping i was like sobbing after one episode <laughs> it was the marble episode for anybody who has watched the show you know exactly what i'm talking about and we will talk about it i think soon. i think i've seen gifts of that oh. are they in like a place where there's fake houses yeah they are okay then it's i've very seen sad. gifts of it <laughs> It is very sad. That's episode six called Gone Boo. Um, Yeah, it just destroyed me. (laughs) The storytelling of the show is amazing, and the stories that are explored are all so different and varying while still being touching and allowing you to get to know these characters on a deeper level and to make them more than just, like, cannon fodder for, like, gore and killing they actually made you care about these people so when they died it hurt more that's how they get you that's how they that's how they get you 
freaking Chrissy from Stranger Things season four. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not because the episodes are so fucking long. They're very long. Wait till the last two. They're much longer. do like a whole movie. I don't like it. It's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't because I prop like I guarantee you I will watch those show that show and I will say this could have been shorter. I feel the exact same way. I, we just watched um, Peacemaker. That is not an eight-hour story. I enjoyed it. I super like John Cena. He's fucking great. Could they have told that story in four hours? Yes. They probably could have told that story in two hours. I did not need to watch eight hours of that. <laughs> I am very picky. This, 100%, every single minute is used fucking well. And I enjoy it. There is not a moment in this show where I'm just like, that could have been cut out. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just bring up the season four Chrissy because they do a really good job of like, what is it? If you have to kill or get rid of a character in the first episode, so to speak, mm -hmm. then like you need to make people care about them within the first 10 minutes. Yes. So. Yes. This show probably was like, we have many people you have to try to care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they used their first episode in such a way that it was so shocking. That's like yeah. the red light, green light one. Oh. Where like. Oh, is that kind of like. Um, that's the one with the creepy doll that people have also dressed up as. Well, what's 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 that? We have a game similar. It's not red light, green light for us in Canada. There's some games where it's very similar, right? Where like you have to like. Oh, like what time is it, Mr. Wolf? Yes. Yeah, that's it's what very that, similar that's to what, what Red Wolf. Light, yeah. Green Light reminded me of was what time of it, it yeah. Mr. Wolf. So basically, like, it just, if you were moving, you got mowed down by a gun. Um, if, yeah, don't move. <laughs> it was intense, and that's and they just killed so many people. Um, that was their, like, shock factor to really oh. get you into it. Um, and it happened quite quickly, and you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> they mean holy. business in this show. They're ready. So... We are going to be talking about three women. <gasps> Ho Young Chun, or Ho Young Chun as Kang Saibok what is number? number 67. Okay. And then we have Liu Mi as Chi Young, who is 240. And we have Kim Chu Ryung as Han Min Yeo. I'm just going to look them up so I have visuals while you talk about it. Yes. And she is number 312. 312? So, 212. Two, two okay. I was like, I fucked up earlier. Yeah. No, it was me. It was me. It's been a long day. <laughs> oh, I love them. I'm seeing... Oh, my God. Look at... It. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the actresses that are posting, like, pictures of them taking selfies. Oh, they're so freaking cute together. Oh. I like, can't even. It's fine. Uh, so the main female character is Saibyok, but the is first that one... Is That is, yes. Okay, she's a vibe. She is... Yeah, she's fucking great. She's a... You're, she's a badass. Yeah. Okay, continue. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about is Minyo. Compared to the reserved and mysterious Saibyok... Uh, she is loud and very openly manipulative and constantly cool. showing that she's going to do whatever she can to survive as long as she can. And she is not above using her gender to try and get further in the game. <sighs> At one point, she allies herself with a gangster named Jung Duk Su. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I commend you working on speaking uh. and <laughs> trying to pronounce <laughs> names of a language you don't take a lot of cultural media in from yes and it also doesn't really listen to k-pop or k-dramas i do so. not uh it did help that in the sub they kept all their names the Good. same which was super i really liked that that I they hate only when they change yeah when apparently they, like, americanize mm -hmm. apparently it was like the same studio that did it, the sub oh, so it wasn't good. like outsourced it's like no they actually translated it properly they didn't good, do good, like good, a good, good shitty like direct translator whatever they're like no we need to get the the purpose of yeah. these words and the feeling of these sentences across because sometimes that doesn't translate yeah a lot of things can do. get lost like um taking up japanese media a lot as a kid there were things like sailor man <laughs> yeah 
freaking thought those two were cousins my whole childhood. They were not. They were super not. They were super not. And that's a good thing, because they were super in love. They were. <laughs> so, yeah, so she hooks up with this gangster, thinking that he will protect her, because she had sex with him in the bathroom. <gasps> I guess he doesn't. He just just not. (laughs) And it works about as well as you think it would, working with a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) They do kind of help each other in some of the tasks, but it is a tentative alliance at best. We also find out that she smuggled in smokes and a lighter. So she has this like, so she's very resourceful because after the red light, green light game, everybody voted to leave. Mm. But then everybody voted to come back because everybody left and they all got to go back to their normal lives. They got booted out of vans and then they realized, oh, I went in there because my life is so shit and I would literally rather have a chance to win this money and make my life better and possibly die than continue living my life. So that's that's the lives these people have. These are desperate, desperate human beings. And so when she knew she was coming back in, she hid that in the place where women can hide things. I would hate to put a lighter up there. Oh, I hope it was in like a sanitizer There was like a bag. There was like a bag. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry. No, like, again, very resourceful. But to me, the idea of sticking certain things. Just but again, you're, you out. She's prop Again, when you're in a situation where you're thinking about and that lighter survival. comes in handy oh yeah she actually uses it during like the cookie game um so how you have to is that a cookie or i don't think it's a cookie it's, it's like a, a cracker it's like a sugar cracker kind of thing oh okay well, um, I was say, and you have to look like a cookie it's you have cylinder, to like, cut out though. the shape um and so that's why the umbrella one is the shittiest <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot more stuff and so if you broke your shape and you didn't get it out all the way you got shot super casual no big deal but you have a needle and then this little thing in the tin and you kind of carve it out and so she warmed up her needle so she went and hid in an area and then used her lighter to warm up her needle and she just melted the lines and popped it out like super easily mm-hmm. good for you lady. clever super fucking good for, what, what's her number she is 212 good for you 212 my <laughs> new my my no i will probably also say the name is very bad (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for for a lot of the show i honestly found her annoying (laughs) oh but (laughs) she is loud and although her manipulation was obvious like i just couldn't empathize with her character very much we didn't Mm. get necessarily a lot of backstory for her and she just seemed selfish especially when you are getting to know these other characters who are doing these things for i don't want to say selfless reasons because obviously they're still trying to win money yeah but they're doing it with a purpose but as the story continues we get to see she has more depth than you than i originally gave her credit for (gasps) Mm -hmm. plus she goes out like an absolute badass I love a good, I love a good death. Yes, <laughs> same. <laughs> so I never thought I'd say that in my life. It feels weird. Sometimes they're just like, they just feel satisfying. Good. satisfying. A satisfying character death. Yes. There we go. So after being used and betrayed by Doc Sue, the gangster, the gangster, she gets her revenge. In the second-to-last game, the players must jump from glass platform to glass platform, choosing between two options. Kind of like a fucked-up version of hopscotch. Um, (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) One of the platforms will hold your weight, while the other will shatter, dropping you at minimum 100 feet to your death. So... You want to choose the right one. Once Doc Sue is at the front, he must choose which platform to jump on, and he doesn't want to. But there's a timer, 
And so the slower you go, the less likely the people behind you are to get to the end before the timer runs out. And you assume when that timer runs out, bad shit happens, which it does. But (laughs) so he's just like, no, I'm not going. Somebody can come up here and go before me. So he's basically trying to cheat by being intimidating. And it doesn't work because she is just like done with his shit and she's right behind him. And so she jumps and grabs him and pulls him off with her. And so the two of them die together, but she allows other people to continue in the games. And it's it's so good. Fonda's face is so good. <laughs> I just, that's a, that's a move. That's a move. But also, I feel like falling and hitting, like, that's probably... I have a list of ways I'm fine going. <laughs> I have a list of ways I'm okay to die. <laughs> Drowning. Hard pass. Hard pass. Jumping off of anything where if I don't die, I'm in horrible physical pain from breaking something. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. Yeah. It's got to be high enough. It's got- no, no. I can't <laughs> see it coming. I can't see I can't see it coming. That's how... No. <laughs> Airplanes, <laughs> also hard pass for I just, me. I can't die in an airplane. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I also don't want to die in a vehicle. <laughs> I would basically like to die in my sleep. <laughs> thank I, you. Gunshot to the head, quickest. I know I'll be dead. I cannot survive. That. So you wouldn't have minded losing the the cookie game or the, I, the little yeah. If I can't see it and someone shoots me in the he- I'm I'm out I'm out. There's no that did immediate happen a couple pain, times in very right? upsetting ways. No no immediate pain. I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean. I so the slow deaths I cannot do or the things no. where I can see coming cannot cannot. Like I have to see. That's the fucked up thing too is that when they're cleaning up the bodies, if you didn't die by whatever way that you would die in the game, like. Do they shoot you? They just shoot you and drag oh, you off. Oh, see, I'd rather just get shot. <laughs> but I would rather just get shot. Fonda gives up. Fonda does not participate in Squid Game. No. <laughs> no. But it's like, it was an all or nothing thing. Yeah. So either, either like over 50% wanted to leave and stay out. Or you got dragged back. So, like, if you were, like, some people did not want to fucking be there. Oh, see, I would just fly to a different country. Yeah, I would really be, rough. like, I'm selling an organ and I'm going <laughs> elsewhere. Continue. Very mm. proud of this woman for choosing yes, a death I so could not choose. She's she's super badass. Um, reclaims her power at the end. And he was so fucking, oh, God. Was I was screaming the whole time? Was he like, meh, meh, He was, like, meh, yelling meh. at her. But I just, I was so fucking happy to see him die. He was such a piece of shit. <laughs> and I was so happy he died. Like, obviously, you, like, when watching the show, there you are know. people you know are going to die. Yeah. And he was one of them. But it's just, like, that weight, that anticipation for, like, when is it going to happen? How are you going to die? And it was so good. And I loved it. It was great. <laughs> so... Thanks to her, Cybiok and the other two main characters that we're kind of following are able to get the rest of the way, the way across the bridge and get into the finale, <gasps> which we'll talk about <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> because first, we are going to talk about Chi Young. 240? 240. So good. Bring me all the way back. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love her so much. She is very quiet and reserved, uh, very similar to Cybiok. And Cybiok recruits her to be a part of their team for the tug of war game. And the two form a friendship of sorts. We learn early on that she has a pretty strong distaste for religion by the way she treats another teammate of theirs who is a pastor. Although she doesn't have a huge role in the show, the impact of her character is massive because she is a big part of why the episode, like she is a big part of why the episode Ganbu is so sad for me because like her and Saibyak have created this like relationship and they're sort of two sides of the same coin. Like they're very similar people. They have very similar personalities and like character types, but she just brings out something special in Cybiok and it's just it's their relationship is so cute 
And I think that it's because they, they understand each other in a way that does not require a lot of communication. They're just kind of both like, yeah. Like those, they're, oh, they're so good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they obviously win the tug of war game. Uh, but whenever, when everybody is asked to partner up for the next game, which is the marble game, they obviously partner together. That's Which a bad thing to do, a I'm horrible assuming. Thing. It's a horrible thing. It was a very bad, very upsetting uh, episode because they made everybody partner with their friends and they're like, Meh. One of you, Oh, is it the thing where you partner and one of you is dying out of the two group? Yeah, one of you has to win Ooh. and one of you has to lose. So theoretically, you would want to pick someone you don't mm-hmm. have. But of course, they don't know that. <sighs> Why would they know that? <laughs> you, as a viewer, are like, they're totally going to have to go against each other and this is going to be super upsetting. Oh, and no. it was. Oh, no. <laughs> so they are each given, each player is given a bag of marbles and you have to decide with your partner how to, what game to play with these marbles. And the person who has all the marbles at the end wins. Okay. So they decide to not play. They're like, we're not going to play it. We're going to play like a super quick game at the end of all this. But for now, we're just going to, we're just going to hang out. We're just going to talk. <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm fine. Um, She's not. There is, there is, of course, a time limit on this game. So, like, they're like, okay, well, let's just, let's just talk about our lives. And in this discussion, we learned that Chi Young had a pretty terrible life. Her father was a pastor and he was abusive. Oh. He killed her mother, and then she killed him oh. for it. And for this, she was sent to jail. And once she got out, that was when she joined the game. So she essentially just became like a free person, but she didn't have anywhere to go, anything oh. to go back to. She had nothing. And so she like went to these games, thinking, well, then I'll have money and I'll be able to do something. They also talk about what they want to do when they get out, like what they're going to do with the money. And Cybiok talks about her brother, who we're going to get into, don't worry. And she talks about like going on this trip and drinking these like fancy fruity drinks. And then they, it's time to play the game. The time's almost up. So we have to play this game. And so they, Cybiok goes first and is just trying to throw one marble as close to another marble as she can get. So she throws it, it gets pretty close, and then Ji Young throws her and she just drops it. She doesn't even throw it. She's like, no. Like she so she throws the game and this obviously upsets Saibyok and there's this very tense moment where she like throw like pushes her up against a wall and is like, no, like we're gonna play again. You're gonna actually try this time. And Ji Young is like, no, like I don't want to because you have something to live for and I don't. It's so sad. And she's like, when when you asked me what I was going to do when I got out, I had no answer. She's like, you immediately knew. You know exactly what you want to do. Like, I don't have anything. And so she basically sacrifices herself for Sybiok. And it's extremely fucking upsetting. <laughs> and it's su- But it's such... This is the episode. Yeah, like I said, this is the episode that just... I was fucking weeping. Nick was... <laughs> Nick was laughing. I was like wandering around the house, just like emotionally pacing, <laughs> like not knowing what to do with my feelings. Uh, I feel like every, I don't know about male presenting individuals, but I feel like most female presenting people have like a emotion pacing sort of stance walk. Because I know for a fact I do, if I'm in a certain emotional if I'm emotionally compromised, I hold my body and I walk a certain way and I do certain things that I would never do on a on a day where I'm like, I got emotions, but I can compose myself. If yeah. I'm fucked, I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like I'm just fucking like walking for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it, the so many other sad things happen, like because uh, like other characters that you yeah. have come to like really like connect with and then yeah you lose half your favorite characters it's <laughs> like Game of Thrones and they have to betray each other and like one betrayal is like particularly bad oh. and yeah it's like the one guy who gets betrayed like is like calling out his name because he like tricks him and it's just so fucking upsetting because I'm like there's a guy there and he's gonna shoot him in the back of the head and you're just like <gasps> feelings 
crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I clearly have like just too many, too many, and all of the feelings. All right, I see. For this moment and these. This air. episode wrecked you. It did. Um, but she was just she was so interesting and simple in a way mm. that allowed another character to to like gain depth because she is the reason why Sybiot kind of started opening up and started actually working with people because at the very beginning she like refused help from anybody and she was very I am going to do this by myself mm. and then this friendship that formed kind of helped her start feeling her feelings again and it was <gasps> yeah it was so good oh and, no and an interesting fun fact is that she was originally supposed to be a boy, but the creator decided that the bond between women would be a better fit for the script, which I think it, I wholeheartedly agree with this sentiment. I think Cybiok was shown to be very cautious and kept things close to her chest and had clearly been wronged by men in the past. Like specifically, she had actually worked with um, Doc Su. And oh, so, the gangster? Yeah. And so she's... I don't see that relationship having been had the same impact if it had been with a male character because mm. I just don't think it would have been disingenuous to Cybiox's character to have her open up that way to a man. Mm-hmm. The script I'm assuming would have to have been very different in yeah. order to for it had to yeah. work. So yeah, because un, unless the script was like very different, if the script was the same, of one like 100 percent would not have bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. So Allison's just staring at her screen. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> so now we're going to get on to Cybiok. <gasps> Number 67. Number 67. Oh, let's go. Our main female protagonist for the show. We, oh. mm-hmm, we learn that she was a defector from North Korea. And her father, yes, this is, like, her story is very much something that, like, I read a lot more about after we had watched the show. I didn't reread a lot of those things, but that kind of social nuance. And then there was also... um, Because that probably is something that's, I mean, obviously not abundantly common because it's talked about how so hard it is to get out mm -hmm. of North Korea. But I'm sure it's not an uncommon thing. Yes. Yeah. And so we kind of... Um, so her story, and then there was also an Indian man who um, was also had like a story, and I, the like the cultural context of like, I mean we have our own immigration cultural issues, yeah, um, that we have to grapple with. But I, yeah, I assume that there was a little bit more nuances that I just didn't have the experience to mm-hmm. necessarily place. But his character was also fabulous. So yeah, she was a defector from North Korea. Her father died in their attempt to leave. Oh. And her mother was captured and brought back. But her and her brother managed to get out. Her brother is in a shelter. And she was working as a pickpocket before the games to try and save enough money to get them both a house and then eventually to pay a broker to get her mother out of North Korea. Because there are people who, like... Whose job who, it is. Who's, not whose job it is. Mm. People who... Because there are probably people whose, like, official job it is to try and, like, help refugees and stuff. But, like, this is very much, like, a shady situation. Oh. Where you pay a lot of money to somebody to not actually get a guarantee that the person who you are wishing to get out will actually get out. Gotcha. And so... Again, another cultural thing that I don't. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a thing. If you want to look into it, it is fascinating, um, the way that they deal with all of that. But we are just going to. I don't want to say ignore that, but <laughs> we're not going to ignore that. We are going to have that be a part of her story. Um, but if you would like more in depth discussion of that specific aspect of her story, there are interviews. There are lots. Go find those. As I mentioned, for a time. Uh, she worked with Doc Sue, but struck out kind of on her own, and this resulted in a very tense relationship between the two of them. We meet her character for the first time when she pickpockets the main character, Gi-hoon, in the first episode. <laughs> and she actually is kind of like the catalyst for why he eventually joined the games, because he had won a bunch of money at, like, gambling, and she pickpocketed him. 
and it, things just kind of spiral. I mean, things spiraled for every character, but yeah, um, poor guy. <laughs> they do. The two do eventually come together in an alliance during the games. Throughout the show, she is shown to be clever, resourceful, and not a bad fighter when the need arises. So she's very like quick and capable. Nimble and dexterous. Yes. Yes. For the first like couple episodes, she's quiet, keeps mostly to herself until the games force the players to make teams, which is when she meets Chi Young and Gi Hoon and becomes open to everyone, kind of starts growing a little bit more. It's just like that mysterious character in the background. Throughout the show, you're you know everybody's gonna die. You know there's like everybody's gonna die. But God, they do such a good job at making you like root for the characters. Like I've wanted her to win so fucking bad. Like more so than even the main character. And like I don't necessarily I don't think it was because just because she was a girl like, I actually think that they just did such a good job at making her likable and making you connect with her that you just, you wanted to see her succeed. And it was so sad that she doesn't. And you're, they, they allude to certain people going to be dying. Um, but yeah, they, they fucking get you. And it's not fair. And it's cruel. And I love it. <laughs> Reminds me of that lyrics from a Shania Twain song. I'm gonna get you good down and down. Yeah, and they they got me. Because, <laughs> yeah, like they trick you and you're like, maybe it's gonna be okay. Maybe they're gonna get out. No. No. Maybe the government will come and save them. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not okay. It's never okay. <laughs> The marble game is actually the very first time we see her show any sort of like intense emotions. Every other time she's been very calm, very collected, which in this kind of situation, don't know how the fuck somebody would do it. She did in this fictional world. (laughs) We truly get to see her humanity in that episode. And like when she talks about her brother and like the future and it's just like... uh, so fucking mean (laughs) Uh, in the in the penultimate game the glass platform game they all barely make it because of all that stuff with duck sue and yeah all that delayed them enough that they were like just jumping off the platform and what happens is that all the platforms blow up so this resulted in superficial injuries to the other two finalists, but she rece- she receives a severe injury from a shard of glass stabbing into her abdomen. So, yeah. Yeah, Fond is, Fond is just so, like, enthralled. <laughs> I love it. If, if, if they get, if they, so she made it. Uh-huh. Were they like, oh, because we need you to go to the next game? See, the thing is... Is there any medical attention for, like... As long as there's two players for the last game, they don't really give a shit. Stupid. Because there are no rules in the room either. So at one point, they're like, you can just kill each other in your bedroom area where you all sleep together. So there's just, like, this, like, mass chaos in there. So, yeah, they don't really care. (laughs) And it's pretty shitty. So the three finalists are given fresh clothes and a super fancy dinner before the last game. Kind of like a last supper sort of vibe. Now. um, I'm not watching this. It's it's so good, though. No. (laughs) The feelings. I don't want to. I'm already going through it. So Gihun, having grown closer with her, realizes how bad her injuries are and wants to help her. And before he tries to do that, because he kind of goes and sits next to her bed, because they're all like on beds on like opposite sides of the wall. And he realizes that she's hurt and he goes over to her and it's really sweet. And before he goes to try and get her help to try and like call out to the to the pink jumpsuit people with the masks that are shapes. So before he tries to do that, she makes him promise to take care of her brother. So she tells him, 
Oh, no. No. (laughs) Since she knows she's going to die. And she just wants to make sure that her brother is okay. It's so sad. She also believes, though, in Gi-hoon and that he has proven to be an imperfect but ultimately pretty decent guy. She's like, I, like, I trust that this guy is going to help my brother more so than the other person who was a finalist. And so she's like, yeah, like, just just help him. So with her last, like energy she's like help my brother and it's sweet and when he attempts to go call a guard he's like banging on the door the other finalist stabs her in the neck to just put her out of her misery instead of having her bleed out on her bed like she would have and that is it's a whole own drama for like the final which i'm not gonna tell anybody about because you gotta go watch the show like i get that That both characters made a choice that I get and understand. I would be the person trying to seek help. Yes. But I totally understand being the person that's like, like when you see an injured animal and there's nowhere to get help, the kind thing to do is to put the animal down. It is kind of vague. I don't want to be like she's an animal, but like that's how I view it is like there's, there is a kindness to his choice even if it was like oh one person less for me to yes it is kind of vague as to just exactly what his (laughs) like it might have been a mix of both um it might not have been we don't know oh yeah i'm glad she got really far though she got so far and she's just she's such an interesting character to watch kind of grow and come out of her shell And the actress just did such a good job because, like, even when she was quiet, the emotions that she was displaying, it was so subtle, like, her acting. But you could still understand what she was feeling, even if she wasn't showing it. Like, acting is, like, a whole nother skill in and of itself. It it was incredible to watch. Just, like, voice acting. Mm -hmm. Like, to get a certain thing across with just a, a vocal cord and no physicalness to it. Yeah. Feel the same when people can just do it with their body language. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a survivor who perseveres and gets through until she, like, physically can't anymore. And, like, the frustrating and, like, really, truly tragic part of it is that dumb luck took her out of the game. Oh! Do I think she could have won against those other two finalists? Yes, I 100% fucking do. But, like, yeah, it was dumb luck took her out of the game. And it... hurts (laughs) hurts <laughs> i'm not watching it i can't do this <laughs> so i loved the show as a whole and there is like so much i didn't even kind of touch on but these three women and how different one was and how similar the other two were created this very interesting dynamic and it made the show interesting And the fact that they, the way that they interacted with one another was, it felt genuine and it didn't feel like, like they weren't like immediately catty to each other just because the one was manipulative. Like the manipulative one helped Cybiok sneak into some vents and like go and find out stuff about like the next challenge. So she, she helped them and they worked together, but they didn't necessarily have to like each other. And it was a really good way to display it's like yeah like it wasn't a stereotypical way that you normally see women acting around each other in a show especially in something that's like horror or survivalist or any of those other kind of ideas where oftentimes you do get female characters who fall into very negative tropes when interacting but it was it was genuine and the connection and understanding between chi young and Cybiok was so simple yet beautiful and it was a pleasure and a absolute heartbreak to watch this show and the three women were a huge part of why I enjoyed it so much so now that I've emotionally destroyed your feelings um, are you excited about anything? (laughs) well I mean like yes but I'm also just really sad (laughs) I get why I don't watch the show I can only so, so much. Um, I'm actually reading the second book of the uh, Locked Tomb trilogy. Hmm. I don't know if you heard about Gideon the Ninth. No. The f- oh, fuck it. 
Necromancer Lesbians in Space. Oh, sounds like my jam. Read it. It's yeah. great. I'm reading the second one, which Ooh. is called Harrow the Ninth. I'm very excited. I'm really enjoying it so far. It has the humor in it is so like odd in a way that I think like a lot of people can get even if it's not your initial humor you're just like huh okay yeah I see where we're going with all these characters in this weird space system with a bunch of necromancers and like how they view it's quite funny nice um but I'm really enjoying the second book I think you would like it a lot especially the first book it kind of starts out very like a a little bit hard to get into because they give you a bunch like terminology Mm, names mm -hmm. world building stuff which you need um but it helps like later on and it's like it's got like gothic horror mystery sort of vibes in space and Mm. again they're necromancers that's awesome a lot of queer stuff in it which is good i know there's some controversy about two characters relationship but i think it's just in my opinion uh, not all queer stories have to be told in a way that is pure, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. like, toxic heterosexual relationships that are explored in books. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with exploring toxic relationships of women with women, men mm-hmm. with men. Like, it can be something that I think fiction can be a way to safely explore things and topics and learn and understand about why things are okay and not okay and like why this is harmful in a way that's I think easier for most people unless you have your own traumas and that's yeah I can understand it's harder don't read it don't read it but anyways there's a controversy (laughs) with two of them because their relationship is quote-unquote toxic um but I thoroughly enjoy it and I'm mm-hmm. so excited for the second toxic one. Toxic relationships exist everywhere. I read a lot of romance with a lot of toxic relationships in them and that's my jam. I fucking love it. That's and great. like toxic relationships aren't <laughs> always uh, the word toxic just always makes it like really 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 bad. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like there's just like an unhealthy aspect. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it can't get changed. Yeah. Right? And so that's how I'm viewing it is like they b- both characters hate each other off the bat. But they have to work together for things. And so then it's like, oh, they learn about each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that will change their relationship. And good book. Good yeah. book. Highly, I, you could borrow the first one from me if you like. I quite like yeah. it. Yeah. You can find us wherever podcasts can be found. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. The podcast listening app that people most listen to us is Spotify, and you can now do rates and stars and stuff. You can't leave a comment, sadly, but a rate would be awesome. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at WenchBenchPod. If you want to reach out, you can send us an email at WenchBenchPod at gmail.com. All the art for the WenchBench was designed by the wonderful Tessa Joyce Rican. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Wearvile. Thank you for listening to Allison Wreck Me. Yay. You do the... I, why do you You're choose? welcome. Why do you... I feel like you target me. Yeah. In, I target you in emotional Because emo- I like to hurt myself <laughs> with the media that I consume. I find it enjoyable. <laughs> mm, this is how we pond. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.